Hello, friends, and welcome to the Point of Hope Bible Study Podcast. My name is Steve, and this broadcast is brought to you by the Point of Hope Apostolic Church in Indianapolis, Indiana, where brighter days begin. Leading our study today is the senior pastor at Point of Hope, Mr. Stephen Gossage. Pastor, welcome. What can you teach us today? Well, thank you, Steve. I'm glad to be back, and uh, we are in our series, Heroes in Whom We Can Believe. And we're at uh, Lesson 10, and we're talking about Timothy, who the theme of the lesson is a faithful pastor. Now, I am not going to bring the, uh, the principles of pastoring to our listeners because not everybody's a pastor. However, there are some things about him when and as he was a pastor that I think that's applicable to every one of us. So uh, Timothy was a fantastic man of God, and um, he had a great foundation uh, that was referenced by Paul, the greatest missionary the world had ever seen, that he had a generation of women, in this case, that poured into him. He referenced a scripture particularly about that he comes, and I'm paraphrasing, he came from stock uh, from Eunice and Lois, <laughs> Lois being his grandmother and Eunice being his mother. Lois, uh, his grandmother, that's kind of a joke with me that my grandmother's name was Lois. So <laughs> something that I've always remembered. Our scripture text is found in 1 Thessalonians 3 and 2. And this is Paul that referenced what he did with Timotheus or Timothy. And sent Timotheus, our brother and minister of God, and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ to establish you and to comfort you concerning your faith. So again, we're talking about that Timothy was a, a faithful pastor. I have a question. What was Timothy's background? Timothy... Was he, was he Jewish? Uh, he, was, he, had, he had Jewish lineage, but he wasn't considered a full-blooded Jew. What part of the world was he in? Do you remember? Um, yes, I do, but when you ask me those kind of things, when <laughs> yeah, I get, I'm sorry. as you get old, you forget <laughs> uh, off the top of your head. Usually, I, was, uh, I would be sharp and tell you, but I can tell you that he was not a, he had a background that was Gentile. I will say that. Okay, he so had, he's not out of the Pharisees. No, he's not a student of the law. No, you know, nothing okay. like that. He All was right. just, actually, he was somebody that was converted by Paul and Barnabas's ministry in their first missionary journey. Ah, see, that's good. That's, that's somebody like me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't brought up in church. I got, you know, saved later. and right. Absolutely. And so Paul recognized this man, Timothy, and began to pour into him. In fact, just as an aside, in his first missionary journey, Barnabas and Paul, they were two men that were God-called, obviously, and we can go into all that, but I'm not going to because it's not about Paul and Barnabas. But the point was, these men made it a point to mentor these young ministers to, to cover up and come in behind them. And so what Paul noticed about Timothy was he was somebody that he could train and he can pour into. Timothy and Titus actually were the two that we see in Scripture that he really invested in. But I digress just a little bit. So well, and that speaks a lot, though, because man, if if you're teachable in spirit, if you're hungry for truth, then you know God will send people 
to to help you in your journey. That's exactly right. And so um, what what Timothy was was somebody that was hungry to make a difference. He saw something, that thing that changed him and changed the trajectory of his life. He didn't want to just be a casual observer. He wanted to be a part, the tip of the spear, as it were. Sure. And uh, he was. Um, the Pauling letters to Timothy and about Timothy, he used words in First and Second Timothy like remember, neglect not, keep, guard, be strong, and commit. And he said this to Timothy that was never lost on him. The point about Timothy is what Paul would do, this is the trust that he had in Timothy as Timothy grew in a spiritual stature. In his missionary journeys, Paul's later on, when he would go and establish a church, he would send either but more than the other, Timothy and Titus, Timothy more than Titus. Mm -hmm. And he would send Timothy after he would establish the church. And after he had done some initial training, however long that was in any given place, he would move on and he would install Timothy as the pastor to continue on while Paul was going about what his strength was, planting churches. Because we know, and it's clear, Paul didn't brook any fools. He didn't play around with <laughs> no, people that were half in or half out. We yeah. see it in his language. We know that he was somebody that just had a short, a short temper as it, with regards to dumb and stupid. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he saw in Timothy these things that he asked him to do while he was pastoring. He commissioned him, remember, neglect not, keep, guard, be strong, commit. And that's exactly what Timothy did. And he would pour into these saints, this burgeoning church that had just been birthed, as it were, in this revival that had just came through. And Timothy established them. And so while we give a lot of credit to Paul, Timothy was just as important in the process, there's that word again, process of planting these churches in Asia Minor and, and uh, all those areas, just as much as Paul and Barnabas and Paul and Silas later on. Fantastic. I heard Brother Stan Gleason say this, and I use this. It's part of my mantra with regards to mentoring uh, young ministers. He said, everybody needs this kind of thing. And again, we're not talking about Paul, but Paul had a, a someone to pour into him in Barnabas. Mm -hmm. Paul also had a side ministry with Silas. And then he had somebody underneath him that he poured. So in other words, he was a conduit. Barnabas poured into Paul. Paul ministered sideways with Silas, but then he turned around and gave it to Timothy and Titus. And so I believe that was important. And it showed, as I mentioned, Timothy was a good teacher. He was a faithful pastor. He was a troubleshooter. In fact, when there was a schism between Gentile believers and Jewish believers, Paul would write to Timothy, and he would tell him what to do. Again, those words that I would mentioned earlier, and Timothy was already taking care of it. And so these young ministers, Timothy and Titus, they dealt with many of these situations that checked heresy, moral impurity, 
They exercised the rule over presbyters. In other words, they led them. They And these men, these presbyters, as it were, were even older than themselves. They rendered judgments. They regulated the almsgiving. They created the infrastructure of that particular church. And then they instructed the community of believers on things like relationships, discipline. I mentioned already church organization. All because, and, I, and what was his pedigree? He was filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, amen. So they guarded the faith, and they taught others to do so as well. I think that's fantastic. And to our listeners, so you're, you may not be a pastor uh, person, but I will tell you that what, would, what is a good thing to take from this is that we need to guard these things that are important. They aren't just some things that we say really in Christendom, but they are, these are things that we can apply to our life. We should not ever neglect our salvation. We should guard what's in the truth. When there's so many different uh, uh, spiritual birds, crows, as it were, and <laughs> I'm sorry for the likening, but that wants to come by and steal all these pure things in our lives. Things like family and, and righteousness and all of these that want to come by and pick it up and leave. I'm going to tell you something. Timothy would not allow that as pastor. And so as a listener, as a person who may not be a, a pastor, let me just tell you that you can have a spirit like Timothy. And you can be that person that can instruct others. You can teach others. You can tell them never neglect this salvation. And, and uh, again, they're very applicable things. But that's not what I want to really spend uh, the rest of, of this podcast on. I want to talk about Timothy being a person of compassion and commission. He had compassion on people. He wasn't just being the pastor because he was installed and, and that was his job and, you know, had to have been a calling because sure. Timothy was away from family and friends initially he was not in a comfortable place and and i can speak from from experience that pastoring people is a lonely time sometimes i'm not saying that it doesn't have its its fun times and its blessed times but by and large it takes a lot um and so he had compassion on people well this was dangerous too right I at mean, that point i mean they could be killed absolutely and he approached broached all of this pressure by being faithful. He was sensitive. Clearly, he had to have been. Sure. He was affectionate. He was gentle. He had to make sure that as he taught these strong things between the separation, because, again, it was always about, and I say always, I, that's tongue-in-cheek, there was a lot of trouble that Jewish believers had with regards to Gentiles, a lot of the times they wanted them, uh, not in every church, but, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a recurring problem that the Gentiles did, weren't asked to follow the law of things like circumcision like the Jews did. And it became a problem. In fact, they kind of looked at them as lesser Christians on some level. Not every one of them, but... Sure. but it was, you know, it was applicable on a wide scale. And Timothy had to be able to pastor both sides of this and be able to speak to them. 
and help let the Jews know that, hey, these Gentile believers are your brother. Yeah, this is for everyone, guys. Yes, and so, and he also had to tell the Gentiles who had a chip on their shoulder that you got to understand where they're at. And so that took a lot of patience. We don't have to see it written in in ink in the Bible to know that that Timothy had to be a person that had to be sensitive in all ways so that he can keep everything running and flowing smoothly as the church. According to Paul, no other of his protégés rivaled the sincere care from which Timothy approached problems. We can see, and I, I won't go there, but we can find in Philippians chapter 2, 19 through 23, we see an example of that. So being a compassionate pastor, yes, but being a compassionate Christian, approaching other believers with problems, we should do it with love, patience, and concern. I think this is good right now for, for uh, any Christian out there. This is what I teach. When people, we offend, don't we? We, we say things, we do things. Yes, I've learned in my, my age in pastoring for a while that, you know, the thing is never the thing. When my two-year-old comes to me and tells me something that I'm scared of the dark, for instance, she's at that mode, I'll begin to find out and ask, well, what caused that? Mm-hmm. You know, I've learned, <laughs> I've learned that when people say or do things, there's something else at the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. And I see people that really don't have any, um, what's the word I want to say, uh, good sense as leaders. <laughs> Sure. They they tend to be knee jerk in the response, and then they want to, you know, come off with the elbow elbow the people's elbow off the top <laughs> top rope oh, as yeah. it were, and really hurt them, and not really understanding that there is another place from which it's come from. Timothy clearly was able to hear all sides of a situation and love and keep things running together. That's the compassion of Timothy. But we can also talk about the commission of Timothy. Timothy received, obviously, an official endorsement from the Presbyterian. First Timothy 4 and 14 talks about how that he was personally commissioned from Paul. Second Timothy 4, 1 and 2, 5, in the New King James Version mentions, he says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and at his kingdom, preach the word. He was telling, Paul was telling Timothy, be be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. Be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. And I love this part. This is always my favorite. He said, fulfill your ministry. Hmm. Timothy was ordained, and that word ordained means to appoint. He was appointed. As Christians, we're appointed. As pastors, we're appointed from a higher place. An effective Christian places themselves under the authority and the endorsement of other faithful leaders. The Bible says that you should take this, and again, I'm I'm paraphrasing, Mm -hmm. but you should take this and commit it to faithful men. So here was Timothy, a faithful man in his commission. 
I'm sure, and we can read, Timothy observed Paul submitting himself to the authorities of the leaders of the church in that day, even though a lot of them for a long time didn't trust who Paul was. Sure. They still remember Saul. Oh, yeah. That former dude. In fact, you can read that problem when he came in and it took a Barnabas to say, hey, fellas, I know we know who he is. He saw the guy who's wrecking the church and persecuting, but he's a man of God. Here's a little sneak peek. Uh, that's the next lesson. So oh, is it? Oh, make sure you listen. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> Let me save some there's, of that. You know, coming soon to a podcast near you. <laughs> right. Very good. And so Timothy saw how he was treated, and yet he was faithful. He understood his commission. He, uh, you know, sometimes uh, many people, especially leaders, refuse to be followers. Mm. I've been pastoring for at this point. 12 years or so. I've been in ministry for 30 years. Um, I've had a calling since I was 12, and I'm 51 now. I understand this. Timothy, the life of Timothy, I understand it on a personal level. I understand that uh, in all of my years of being a leader, as it were, good or bad, I've learned to have a pastor, and I have a pastor. I have a man that I call and trust, and and he can speak to me, and and uh, and I appreciate that. And so, what Timothy never did, he never got bigger than his calling. Mm-hmm. He always understood the flow. He always understood that Paul was his pastor because he poured into him and brought him to this point. I think that's where we need to be. It's called authority. It's called spiritual covering. Timothy understood spiritual covering. We need to understand that. We need to prop up, and this is not in my notes or anything that I plan to say, but we need to prop up and pray for our leaders, especially our pastors and those that are leading that may not be pastors, but maybe they're the lay ministry, the presbytery, and all of that. And so um, I've got a lot more to say, but I just want to bring a few more things out very quickly. Number one, clearly, Timothy had gifts that Paul wanted to use. Again, I referenced 1 Timothy 4 and 14. He said, Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on the hands of the presbytery. And Paul took part of that. In 2 Timothy 1 and 6, he says, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. And so we as Christians ought to embrace that we're the called and i'm sure that our pastors individually have prayed over us or asked us in whatever fashion to serve in the house of god and we need to embrace that and we need to understand that it is their anointing and covering that allows us to minister but by and large, we need to understand our position in this. If you embrace what I referenced already about Barnabas, about how that somebody pours into us, and then how that we have sideways ministry with each other, that we strengthen the body, and that we also will have time for when these younger, this younger generation that we can pour into, if you accept that with me, then, then you need to understand listener, that you are part of that process and that you need to have your Barnabas you, so somebody can check you, 
then you also need to have your Silas, somebody that you can have a friend or friends. Um, you know, they say, I've heard it said, I'm sure you have too, Steve, that if a man or woman in this case uh, has uh, five friends, good friends in their life, they're they're doing something. Right, that, right. I just, that, that just sounds daunting. I mean, but if you you need you need Silas, you need that Silas in your life. Somebody that's not that's not going to bring you down, but is equal to you in your in your level of wanting to serve God. Can't be unequally yoked. And then finally, you got to be committed to place what you've learned and what's been poured into you as we grow older, because life happens so quickly. It does to pour into those underneath, not just our own children. And then there is that. We need to be good parents, good grandparents, as it were. But we also need to be willing to pour into younger people and tell them that I know because of this, uh, I came into the church in the 80s. I didn't start in church, but I got in at an early age. And uh, I was filled with the Holy Ghost at, at age 11. And... I have things that I carry from my original pastor that he's passed on from this this life, but I still carry. I may not apply the same way the truths that he put into me, but I still preach those truths. And the more and the older I get, the more I feel like I sound like him, and I'm okay with that. So the point is, we may have to change how we uh, we put it on a plate for somebody. But by and please understand what I mean by that. That doesn't mean sure. change it. That doesn't mean to to water it down. That's not what I'm saying. But instead of making it so hard for people to live it, to accept it, to embrace it, we need to make it to where it's palatable and easily uh, assimilatable, as it were. I don't know if that's a word. Sounds good. Sure. That you can assimilate it in. We've mm-hmm. got to make it. That's our job. And so it's our job as as uh, these people to pour into these young people, this younger generation, and pour into them so they can understand, so that the message is not watered down or whitewashed. They may have to change on how they deliver it because it's a new day. But by and large, the truth is still truth. Well, and it's amazing that if uh, if anybody's wondering, that formula works. Yes. You know, being a conduit and and... You know, you hear all the time, oh, one person can't make a difference. Well, one person can, because look at the difference Barnabas made for Paul mm-hmm. and the difference that Paul made for Timothy and the difference that Timothy made for who knows. I mean, this, this, there is no way, and because Timothy was wildly successful. Yes. Paul was wildly successful. I've heard yes. you say it many times, the greatest missionary the world has ever seen. Mm-hmm. These things didn't happen just by chance. So you can all make a difference. I can make a difference. I hope I'm making a difference in someone's life. I'm sure trying. (laughs) Right. But this is all... uh this is all God stuff that that happens because they're doing these things. Yes, right. Um, One great prophet, Yoda, said, (laughs) you gotta try. So, So start with the try. Yep. You're gonna make mistakes, but be willing to be Timothy. We don't... The Bible leaves off for those people he influenced. But I would submit, Steve, that Timothy had a greater overall long-term influence in the church than Paul. 
Quite possibly. Because he was the pastor. The boots on the ground. The boots on the ground. And he stayed there and he poured himself and into that generation. And that which, of course, Paul told Timothy. Timothy turned around and told, and he was there. And he was there every day vested. And so that's the takeaway for this lesson today. Yeah, that's amazing. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's all the time we have for the study today. I pray this was a blessing for you and that you will join us as we continue to study God's Word. Please follow us on our various platforms so you won't miss an episode of this wonderful series. Thank you for listening.